0: To another episode of Ghosted with Chris and Paige. I'm your co-host, Paige, and I'm Chris. And today, everyone, we have a very special guest with us. We have Richard Lyle Lillard, the gentleman psychic. Welcome.
1: Hello, hello, everybody. Hello, everyone listening.
0: Oh, this is such a great day. We've was, been so excited to have you on.
2: I was going to say one of our most. I'm so. I was so excited to have you on. This has been. I've Thank been looking you. forward to for it for at least.
0: Since you messaged us, yes. since we we connected on Instagram, we were like, "Oh my goodness!" Like we've only been doing this a few months, and we've been super excited because we are very interested, obviously, in this the other worlds, like the spirit world, and the fact mm-hmm. that you're a clairvoyant and you're into all this stuff is mm-hmm. just really awesome to have someone who's in that world to yeah, come on and share so your personal fully stories,
2: immersed in it. Yeah.
1: Yes, it's um, for me. I, I I I love the paranormal. But people ask, well, isn't it? isn't you know what's it like living there isn't kind of strange doesn't it ever get scary and I go no I I mean I I see people walking in and out of my house that other people couldn't normally see and I go oh you know I live in a 140 year old house so yeah okay
0: Mm Oh man, I could, our house, um, my house is a hundred years old this year and we've had some pretty interesting spirit activity. I covered it a couple episodes ago and it's just, it's really cool when, when you live in it and you're immersed in it all day, it's, it's hard to explain to other people. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh yeah, they just, they just walk through the door. They walk through the wall. They're just kind of here.
1: Yeah. They're just sharing
2: the same space that we happen to be in time. Yeah, we just,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, well, guess- years ago, I I lived in Vegas in a in a 1950s Spanish revival uh, condo. It was lovely. It was south of uh, uh, south of what is the main street? Anyway, the Sunset Strip, right? Couple, uh, the Strip. Yes, yeah. so I was just two blocks south of the Strip. Anyway, uh, it, it was it, it, in the 50s and 60s. It was sort of that was the swank place. That was where everybody lived and i had a woman that would i i saw her first she just walked down my hallway sometimes she was an older woman sometimes i would see her as she was in the 60s showgirl with with black hair and 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 the cone bra i would see her sometimes just she would walk down my hallway Mm -hmm. she would stand behind my sofa look at me in the mirror and then go into my kitchen i would go oh there's a woman in my house. Okay, that's fine. And, you know, there were there were strange stories that happened all along that. But every Tuesday, I would have a group of friends over for, we would have afternoon tea, and then we would have games, and then we would have dinner, and we'd have more games. And then I would read to everybody as they would fall asleep, three or four in the morning. Uh-huh. And then by five and six, seven o'clock in the morning, everyone would get up and they would leave. It was really always a lot of fun. Every Tuesday, like clockwork. Ooh, well, one of my friends came to me privately, and he said, uh don't don't think I'm crazy. You're gonna think I'm crazy. I hope you don't think I'm crazy. Uh I just saw a woman come out of your bathroom down the hallway and stand behind the sofa. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I, I I I said, Well that's that's my house ghost. She's fine. Later I had a talk with her. I said, Listen, you're welcome to be here, but please don't frighten my friends. They don't understand the relationship that we have. That's the
2: fact that your friend had to be in confidence and be like, Hey, so. Well,
1: and and, you know, that's the problem with, with a lot of, a a lot of people, they, they, a lot of people experience it, a lot of, a lot more people experience it than they let on, but they're so afraid of being seen as insane or crazy or bizarre or weird, or we, we as humans, we all want acceptance. We all want to be part of something. And when we see these things that are out of the normal, people people have a tendency to go, oh, I don't want to be crazy. I don't want people to think I'm crazy. I don't want to be, So, so they block it all off. True.
0: Yeah. I, it's it's you're just conditioned as you get older. It's like, oh, that's kid stuff. You you don't believe in that, or whether it's from a religious aspect or something, you're just kind of like, okay, I, I shouldn't believe this. This isn't happening. I'm just gonna give every reason why it's not happening. But sometimes you just gotta lean into it. You gotta be like, this is like maybe this did happen. Like.
2: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people make that revelation as they get older, if they finally do come to terms that they aren't alone, you know? I feel like um, some people start to accept it more than others. I had one of my clients come in a few days ago and explain some of the stories, because I was telling him about our podcast, and he's like, I've always tried to block it out, just ignore it, to, you Mm -hmm. know, curve the occurrences, but it never stopped. And I was like, see? (laughs) you've been perceiving it this whole time but you've been trying you know to block it out and they're trying to break through to you anyway there's a reason
1: exactly and sometimes if if you're particularly clairvoyant even if you're trying to block it out they they will they, they will be persistent mm-hmm. my mother is a, a lovely she's 81 years old my mother is clairvoyant not as clairvoyant as she used to be mm-hmm. but she's very religious and throughout her you know 81 years of existence she would um, she would walk into a room and she would say this is what had happened or she would see spirits she saw she saw the spirit of her, her of her her first husband the late husband after he was dead twice
2: oh
1: wow um so these things would come to her well as she's she 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 delved more into the church and she was afraid of being called a witch, she was afraid of going to hell. She put on her blinders. No, 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 no. But in a little town in Missouri where she lives, uh, she was living with with my sister at the time, and started seeing people walking in and out, like floating in and out of her her of her room. And she thought, "Am I going? What is this? Am I going? Am I losing my mind? I'm really seeing these things. What What is it? I feel like." They're, they're here. And I feel like I can touch them. I, I don't want people to think I'm crazy. And I said to her, mother, you're not crazy. You you know this, you know, that you've always seen these things, that they've always been there. She, my mother's Native American. Mm-hmm. I said, so these things that you've always, you've always seen these things. They've always been there. It doesn't just because you pretend they don't exist doesn't mean they don't exist. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah
2: yeah i I absolutely agree just because we are trying to shut them off does not mean anything at <laughs> all uh and I feel like there's so many people it's funny that you say, did you happen to grow up in Missouri or was it just family that happened to be there?
1: I did grow up in missouri i did i i I used, people ask me when i I've lived all over the world and um they would say to me because I don't really sound American, I don't really sound british, I'm somewhere nobody really knows and so when I was in England, they would say to me, they called me Freddie. I was a Freddie Mercury impersonator. They'd say, Freddie, where are you, you from? And I would say, I'm American. They'd say, oh, you're taking a piss. Where are you really from? <laughs> so I learned to say, I'm from my mother. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from there. Oh, you're from my mother? Then you're my sister. No, no, no. I'm from my mother. But where where, where were you born? Um, you know, um, in a hospital. Yes, but what, what country? I wasn't born in the country. Yes, but what region, you know, the southern region. That was where my mother had a next
0: <laughs> I love that.
1: So in the United States I, I, I usually people ask me where I where I was where I grew up and I what state I grew up in mm-hmm. and I tell them the state of confusion. <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my! that's a good way. I'm just going to start that. There you go. <laughs> that,
2: yeah, that, that is the perfect, perfect way to do that. That, <laughs> that made my day. Um, roundabout, roundabout. The, the only reason I ask is because you're not the first person to come to us and talk about their experiences in Missouri and how powerful m- high magic is is running through that whole entire state
1: absolutely so the thing about Missouri is it is the gateway to the west everything happened major things happened in Missouri we're talking when when from from the dawning of 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 the continent, um, where the native people would, this, they would live in the hills and the mountains and the streams and the rivers. And then the, the, the Europeans came and pushed them westward, pushed them westward. And then with the westward expansion, that everything, it was St. Louis was the gateway to the West. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, you've got all of the oil barons, people that started there. You have Mark Twain. You've got, you, you've got big names. you uh, you even um, what would, for the, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Mormon, but the more the the, Joseph uh, the Mormons Smith or Joseph Smith, Joseph Smith coming from Missouri. So it, really, there's a lot there, and then you've got on top of that, you've got mines. There was a lot of mining, coal mining there, yeah. a lot of mining. So the ground itself has already it's it, it's the ground is haunted, and then you when everyone left in in the, in the 20th century. People moved, they expanded outwards. When they, when they left, then all that was left in those areas was low income, no jobs, um, mm-hmm. and people turned to drugs, they turned to moonshine, they turned to drinking, they turned to drugs, they turned to these things, and it, it poisoned even further. So my sister lives in a little town called Neosho, and that place is one of the most haunted places in, that I have encountered. spirits walk through all of it was a boom town oh it had a population it it, back in in the 1890s it had a population of like if if memory serves something like 15,000 people which is a lot so many people it must have been it was a mining town right it was a mining town yeah so there are there's been several ghost shows that have, have gone through there and they go wow there's there's really some really strange energy here Mm -hmm. but also you 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 lay on top of it is that there's a lot of evangelical christianity which on the surface it seems you know whether whether it's assemblies of god pentecostal or 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 southern baptist or it does it it, they they still have a lot of similarities Mm -hmm. and on, on on the surface they seem like well, this is Christianity, and this is right and this is wrong, and this is this is how we believe and 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 that 's how they do. But then, when you dig way down into it, they actually do have magical rituals that they they do, and growing up in the the Pentecostal movement, it helped me in a long way because other other more mainstream churches outside of Missouri, mm-hmm. as you would grow up, they would say, no, ghosts aren't real. No, those are demons. We don't talk about that. We don't do that. But inside the confines of the Midwest, they do say, oh, yeah, witches are real. Demons are real. Spirits are we are real. Ghosts are real. And then you combine that with Oh, you're not crazy. These things actually happen. And then it, it helps you when you grow up to go, Oh, oh, right. I understand. That's not so, it's not such, it's not not so far out to allow my third eye to be open.
2: Yes, to ex- finally experience the uh, different planes of existence that coexist inside what we perceive as reality in this very moment. I absolutely agree. Opening that third eye is a huge uh, movement towards uh being more accepting of the world truly around you
1: sure well and the thing is i work with I, as um am i i i'm a, i'm a satanist mm-hmm. I, I am somewhere in between crowley and LeVay. i don't okay. really have a i don't really have a i don't really have a, 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 an accurate definition however um the seven tenets father- are
2: some of the uh i mean some of the most like ground grounded in reality things I've ever heard compared to almost every other theology's type of follow this way and this will be mm-hmm. you know you're guided to um whatever nirvana heaven salvation and every time I'm like you know they they've got a really good book i think we should all take time to maybe just read just
1: it's, Even peruse slightly. It's a good book. Yeah. It is really a good it's book. It's a good book. It's very book. humanistic. Yeah. It's a very good book. And, and, and that's what it, it you know, it's, it's about taking responsibility for yourself mm. and not saying, oh, well, this was the circumstance and you did this. It, it's if you wrong someone, you say, listen, I'm sorry I wronged you. I was wrong as opposed to wronging someone and then going and asking an invisible man in the sky, I'm sorry. I need I'm forgiveness. forgiveness. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, oh,
1: sorry. See, and that, I, I mean,
2: I know not to say that I feel one way or the other, but I feel like it wipes away accountability from humanity. Sure. You're giving, sure does. You're giving a lot of leeway in saying that, oh, you know, I, I can absolve everything I've done if I just say if you magic words you know to a guy behind mm-hmm. a box
1: so i i feel exactly like, mm-hmm. but i brought that up because my father was a pentecostal preacher mm-hmm. oh. and he was he was a man of 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 sheer magic i mean magic runs in my family for you know for hundreds of years if not longer yeah and so when we moved into this little town of alba missouri we moved there and uh my father decided that he was going to bless the property. He was going to protect the property. He went around the entire perimeter. It was down on the river, beautiful, magical place. And he, he took three things as he was in this prayer going around this, this property. He took white sea salt, olive oil, and red thread and we he he sprinkled the 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 salt and the oil around the entire estate and then he took the red thread and he he wound it around the entire fence around the entire perimeter and now as a as a practitioner that's magic those oil is it, it, it represents sort of an anointing it represents a healing it represents it represents richness it's from the earth it's mother nature the sea salt is it's cleansing. It, it, we all de- are derived from the, from, the, from the sea. That's where our origins are. That sea salt, it acts as a preservative. It also prevents, it, it's a crystal. It absorbs negative energy. And the red cord is a binding. Now, my father explained it this way. Okay. This was, I was five years old. I still remember. My late father described it as the red cord is a blood pack between ourselves and God it is a symbol of Christ's blood the olive oil is the anointing and the blessing of God used in temples and the sea salt it says that we are the Bible says that we are the salt of the earth that we are a preservative so that was that was his rationale but it's magic that's magic that right there you said the sure sure
2: I mean you can definitely define it as that but that right there is magic
1: true and pure magic absolute magic oh, i love that that is so don't you have chills i have chills. yeah I'm,
0: I'm never this quiet i'm just so <laughs> enthralled with this conversation i'm like wow
1: this is really cool mm-hmm. That's well you is. know it was really it was really lovely I w- i'm so grateful that i was able to grow up in that environment um there were times though that that even even with my parents involved in magic and 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 having clairvoyance and telekinesis and these kind of things they would still look at me and go oh that's weird and crazy that's weird that's weird, <laughs> that's, weird. that's really weird I remember I told my mother once I said you know mother um uh you know how sometimes you look at a person on the street and they're screaming at someone that nobody else sees And you go, oh, that person is crazy. And I wonder, I said, sometimes I know I talk to people that other people don't see. And I wonder, are people looking at me going, oh, that's crazy. And my mother said, oh, don't say that. Don't say that. People will think you're crazy. I said, mother, I just said that. Of course they think I'm crazy. I don't care.
0: Oh man, We've actually, we've had this conversation about, you know, people who are diagnosed schizophrenic and things like that. Is it maybe something more, something you they are talking to someone like their third eye is open and that they're not, sure. it's not this, I don't want to say not mental illness, but it, it's something more that we just really, we have to put some sort of label on it that makes it justify, palatable for us. Yes,
1: Yeah. We're making well, and the thing is with, with schizophrenia, I, 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 I'm not a professional in, mm-hmm. in the medical field. This is merely my own observations my own thoughts, my mm-hmm. own sentiments, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, I believe in multiple, multiple dimensions. Yeah. In fact, most scientists actually are now coming around to that, going, yeah, there's, it's possible there's more than one, more than more than what we see. It's possible we have dark energy, dark matter, mm-hmm. and, and it's more along the lines of like dark gravity. Nobody really knows. We what can, it see, is. We can kind of see its effect. We don't really know what it is. Yes. So, and it's the same thing. So, um, in 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 hinduism in buddhism in shamanism a lot of times people will take these 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 wise people will take some sort of hallucinogenic hallucinogenic drug just to open themselves up to that that realm even in the old days witches were told that they could fly because they were taking hallucinogenic drugs Mm -hmm. and they believed they were flying now where this comes to to the schizophrenia part of it is that these people are already in that state yeah. there's something that is not firing correctly inside yeah. of their brains so their brains are already in that in that realm they're already reaching a higher space mm-hmm. but the problem is that they can't they haven't figured out, they don't know how to control it. They don't know how to bring themselves back. Yeah. And, and that in itself is very scary. That's why you oftentimes they're violent because they can't, they can't control it. They yeah. can't, it's scary to them
2: mm-hmm. and, it manifests and itself say, as frightening.
1: Exactly. It's, it's very frightening. Um, for, for those of us, I don't do any sort of hallucinogenic drug, but uh, for those of us who are in, into the magic realm, we have we have ways to bring us back mm-hmm. so that we don't go over the edge. But Crossing those people the void. That, yeah.
2: What was that? Crossing the void,
1: if you will. Exactly. Well, these people, they don't have that. They don't yeah. have that means to to come back, and it, it's really sad. It is really sad. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, I would just like
0: to say disclaimer: we take mental illness very seriously. Just for everyone very listening, seriously. very <laughs> serious topic with us, uh, whether it's something we deal with ourselves or someone close to us. Mm-hmm. So it's just very interesting. I've been reading a lot about the like people comparing the tale lately. It's like. And like you said, like they're not able to come back. It is very frightening, and it, it 100% is very sad.
2: In it, the West, we have a way of, uh, unfortunately, the way our schizophrenia manifests is more violent, more uh, menacing. Mm-hmm. However, in Eastern countries, in Africa, schizophrenics have their family, their an- ancestors contacting them. I'm wondering if maybe culturally, you know, p- the possibility of... Uh, America's extremely violent upbringing. You know, if it was a big bang, it sure would be a big bang. Uh,
1: no, I I agree with that mm, that concept. Maybe um, you know wholeheartedly. I mean, I live in Los Angeles, and 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 it's a tough, 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 tough place. I mean, it no matter where, no matter what economic bracket you're in, Los Angeles is tough, and it can be really. Um, the 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 air is toxic there's traffic there's and and then you add on top of it the fact that these people are hungry these people are oftentimes they're cast out onto the street it's harsh and um it, it, it there's a lo- they're, they're, they're they are fed energy um it's it's sort of like in a ghost in a ghost exploration or investigation one of my biggest pet peeves is when people come in and they scream obscenities at the spirits. Mm. Come at me, come at me, come at me, come at me. Antagonizing Prove yourself. Yeah. If it, it the way that I view energy is it all first of all, all energy wants to be respected. All energy. It doesn't it doesn't matter if it's a lower form or not, it knows when it's being disrespected. It always knows. So if you were to go into, it, for instance, um, imagine even these people on the streets who, who, who have suffered from mental illness mm-hmm. or people who are, um, who are, are, are in asylums or people who have passed over or people who are in drug use. Uh, imagine these energies as a dog. Now, this dog has been abused, it has been abandoned, it has been kicked, it has been hurt, it has been harmed, it has been yelled at, it's it's suffering from post-traumatic stress. There's all of this energy going against it. And that dog, if you reach for it, is going to bite you. Yeah. Because it's trying to protect itself. It doesn't have any other frame of reference, but I have been attacked and, and I don't like to be hurt anymore. I can't be hurt. So the way that you sort of counteract that is that you stand your ground, you are firm, you lower your voice, you make yourself less threatening and you bring it an offering gently bring an off, bring, bring something for the the dog to chew on or some, some little nibble for the dog or, or some water, something that will, will act as a blessing, something as an offering, a gift from you to them. Eventually, that beaten dog will allow you to get closer. Eventually, that beaten dog will not want to, to attack you. It won't see you as a threat. So then you can soothe it. Then you can calm it. Then you can, you can rehabilitate it. So energies, no matter who they are, what they are, where they are, they want to be respected. And in the United States, there is a severe lack of respect just on a human level between person to person and group to group. And, and even the, the environment, we poison it, we pollute it. We, we do it for money. We, we, we cut down forests for parking lots. Mm -hmm. We don't respect the environment. We don't, we don't respect the energies that are there. We don't respect the, the people. We don't even respect our own. Yeah.
2: I a hundred percent, agree the way we exploit our nature that in what surrounds us i come from more of a paganistic thought system of where the earth happens to be our god because that's what gives us the ability to live as these vessels for souls in the first place and exploiting uh tainting that view having a man-made uh ideal of god shaped in their image rather than Uh, taking care of and preserving what we were given to exist on seems very counterintuitive and I'm almost 100% the capitalist nature in which we've brought it to has only uh, accelerated um, this, you know, uh, menacing type of force.
1: Sure. Well, and you know, on on the topic of, of capitalism... I am a, I, I, my everyone people ask me what what kind of thing are you what do you do what do you how would you describe yourself and there's so many things that I could do artist satanist occultist uh, antique collector artist you know, all kinds of things but the major thing that I do that I tell people is that i'm a modern Victorian yeah however it's a modern Victorian, but I bring that up because um, as much as I love the Victorian era, I love that sort of that budding middle class i love the age of excess i love the gildedness of it that was really the beginning of commercialization it was the beginning of the throwaway society it was the beginning of oh you have extra money go spend it on 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 morning clothes and 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 throw it away throw it away throw it away so even though it was it, that was you know queen victoria died in 1901 Mm-hmm. That was at she, from 18, what was it, 1837, I think, 1837 till 1901, she reigned as queen. And that there was, throughout that reign is where people started capitalizing on. The industrial
2: uh, complex began to uh, accelerate exponentially with water mills and the way to uh, make textiles. And that bloomed right in that time period of the Victorian era. And I feel like a modern take on it would almost, um, you know, counteract the throwaway lifestyle of it because it needs to be reborn. I love the idea of it. It needs to be reborn into something more um, sustainable. That's the one. That's the one. (laughs) Sustainable. Exactly. Thank you. Oh my god. This is the I think I'm not even going to lie. We haven't even gone like 28 minutes through it. This has been the best episode just because it's been so um, we've touched on a lot of things and we haven't even
0: like we haven't even gotten to the the yeah, to our personal stories yet. Yeah. <laughs> this is see, this usually, is how you know that we're vibing. This is great. <laughs> usually we start out by asking,
2: what was your first um what your first experience with clairvoyance and, and the seeing seeing and beyond? Yeah.
1: Well, this that was that's an interesting story for me because I I always knew things and I just thought everybody did. Um, so this story is about my father. My father, my father is he died twice, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you about that. Okay. So when I was four, almost five, my father came down with beret, French polio. Yes, my grandfather died of that so he he slipped away. he was in in the in hospital for months and then he slipped away into a coma and he died and the, they did everything they could do they could not revive him the doctor said cover him up with a sheet note the time of death uh contact the family let them know we've done everything we could do so the nurse covers him up covers my father up with a sheet and she fills out the paperwork and she goes to the door and just as she gets to the door, my father said he heard, heard her stop and she turned around and the footsteps came back to the bed and at that point, my father cleared his throat, which is when bodies are dying it's, it's that those things do happen yeah. Muscle reflexes, you know, right? So he cleared his throat and, and she she picked up the corner of the sheet and for the first time in three months my father sat straight up in that bed and he said how are you today oh oh no oh wow she must Ooh. i would have screamed <laughs> well she did yeah. she screamed <laughs> she passed out out cold on the floor the doctor hearing the commotion comes running back in what 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 happened and my father joked he said well i don't know doc i just said hello and she passed out on the floor and the doctor said, Well, let me tell you something, son. A corpse, if a corpse would raise out of bed and talk to you, you'd pass out too. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh my gosh. Everyone in the church knew this. Everyone knew that my father was in bad shape. They knew it. They absolutely knew it. But my birthday, New Year's Eve, people were asking me for the entire month, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, My my daddy's coming home for my birthday. And they would go, Oh bless. Oh, bless. Which is Southern speak for, oh, you dumb kid. <laughs> oh, you, uh, oh yeah. bless your little heart. You know, so uh, no, I went, no, my father is coming home for my birthday. So after the incident with that, uh, not being in a coma, not being able to walk, uh, not being able to speak, not, not you know, being dead to the world. Mm-hmm. My father came home the day and the night before my birthday in a wheelchair and then the way that he would tell the story is that every every week he went to church, and he was that much more he, he was that much more accustomed to. In fact, by the fourth Sunday, he walked in under his own power. Wow! One wow. month after this incident, so so the end of January. Um, and but I said when when my father came home for my birthday, people asked me. They said, "Well, I was sitting. I was coloring," and they said, "Well." aren't you excited? Your father came home. And I said, I knew he was going to. (laughs) 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 It's like, I told you guys already. And so then I said, and I remember thinking I will have my father for 20 more years, maybe a little more for 20 more years. And that was, that was a constant thought from the time I was five until I was 25. And at the age of 25, my father um, I was I was 25 the day and the night after my birthday my father died the last time wow, wow. <laughs> I was like whoa that's what
0: a wow what a great not a great but like what a powerful intro into like the start of you knowing thi- like yeah, how do
2: I explain you this? being extra perceptive
1: yeah yes was well and and sometimes you know as a kid i would know things i would just know things there was i I would know where things were i would i would know where where things were hidden or what pockets they were i just knew things and um about the age of 13 12 or 13 uh no i think i was uh, maybe 11 anyway Mm -hmm. i was i was just a young thing my my parents took in foster children and i'm not going to tell you the names to protect but the the oldest one he he was i understand now as an adult you know, he came from a broken home mm. and he had shuffled from foster care to foster care and then there i was i i i didn't i had a great family who loved me and there were there were, were no strings and it seemed so easy for me and it, for him it was a reflection against him he felt like well that's it's that's, it's not fair. Yeah. So I understand. I understand now that sort of the mental process, but in those days I was really angry. I was so upset. He was teasing me. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, "Now this is kind of a uh, story. It's kind of a mm. uh, cringy mm-hmm. because it, it's not so happy. But, uh, I looked at him and I said, I said, you're going to regret that. Because one day I will live in Los Angeles, California, and I will be in film and television, and you are going to die in a car accident. No, your head's going to be cut off, but it's not going to happen until you're 25. Well, years had passed. Years and years and years had passed. I hadn't had anything to do with them. And uh, I learned years later that this person was coming home on his motorcycle in the rain... And someone ran a stoplight and the motorcycle went into the air and severed his head. And I felt so badly. I felt I felt like I had cursed him. I felt like that I had done this horrible thing because I it was exactly how I described it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my mother, you know, even though she doesn't always understand and she understands more than she lets on, but my mother says, No, you didn't you didn't cause it. You saw it. There's yeah. a difference. You saw it. Yes.
2: That's I think the uh, wow.
0: Yeah, that's an intense and something for you to come to terms with that you truly had nothing to do with it. You truly right. just had that foresight at wow.
2: Yeah, at that time. And it just happened to be when you were expressing anger that it was just uh, manifesting itself in that way. Wow. That it's yeah, it's very powerful just to to think like at that time you know, you would be able to hone in on that type of ability because I feel so like, young. yes, something so young. It's a lot of, it's a lot to, um, comprehend at the time. Did it ever leave you feeling, um, cause obviously you understand it yourself, but has it obviously left like at a point in time left you more confused or looking for more answers?
1: Um, more confused. No, not really. Um, no I, I mean if, if, I, I don't know how to go into that one because looking for more answers, I mean there was it was it was funny because when i when i when I came out uh, as gay and I, I left I left Missouri and i I went to Vegas, um i I was so crushed and hurt that I became an absolute atheist. i didn't I don't believe in anything I don't believe. I don't believe. And then it was this sort of persistent knock, knock, knock. hello, hi. Hi, remember? Remember all of these things? Remember? And then I went, okay, you're right. I'm not an atheist. Mm-hmm. Not. Uh, I, I mean, I I don't technically believe in God or gods, even though I believe in energies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't call them God or gods, yeah. goddesses. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't. I believe in energies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but they... I, I do believe that there are things that we can't explain.
0: Yeah. 100%.
2: Same here. No, I absolutely agree with you. That is indeed... Because that, that's the thing, having, you know, uh, just any type of uh, uh, extraordinary perception or um, being able to see more clearly than your fellow man is weird and it is hard to talk about until you find a very – you have to be very comfortable in it and it just – right?
1: I I got to be really comfortable with it though in Vegas. I see – is that a blackjack table right there in front yes, of you? Yes, It is. It is. <laughs> So when I lived in Vegas, I was a singing blackjack dealer. I played Ooh. Freddie Mercury at the Imperial Palace. No That's shit. so cool. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was really fun. So I got to the point with the cards because they had an automatic shuffler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm, I'm, I'm out of practice with that because I don't deal with car- with those kind of cards every day. I deal with my my, my oracle cards, my mm-hmm. tarot cards, but I don't deal with playing cards. And, yeah. But I got to the point where and it was so fun because they would come out and I, and I would touch the back of the card and I would see a picture in my head and I would lay them all out upside down and then they'd go, hey, hey and I would go, that's alright, darling I like it face down because I was Freddie Mercury Yeah. Right? <laughs> And then I would go through and I would tell them, I would say, okay, yours is, you've got 17, you've got 12, you've got 10, you've got nine. And they would go, what? And I would flip the cards over and I would be absolutely accurate every single time. And they go, how did you do that? And I would go, well, I don't know, I just feel it. I just touch it. The power so of the house. It, what know? was that? The power of the house, <laughs> you know, at the time. And well, and I remember one, one particular setting there were uh there were there were three people three players the first guy had a tip out for me and it was the double or nothing thing it was like so Mm -hmm. i i i I would have gotten or or triple or i don't remember it was it was like it's one of those one where you put the yeah yeah, you
2: put the chip on and if it hits
1: Mm -hmm. right so he would have he would have won really well i would have won he had 17 i had a three showing he had 17 the next guy had 13 the next one had uh the next one had 10 that's what it was and i said i said to the first one i said you know you 17 you have you have to stay he says yeah you're right and i said thank you for the tip i really appreciate it i went to the next guy he had 13 he says hit me i said you don't want that because you're going to lose anyway because under here, this is a queen of hearts. This card right here under my left hand is a queen of hearts. And if you take this 10, you are, going to t- you are going to bust anyway. You're going to have 23. If you take this 10, you're going to take the 20 away from this guy over here. And if you take that 20, he's going to have 18 and I'll have 21. He said, effing hit me. I went fine. Oh. Queen of Hearts, twenty-three. You lost. Oh, you have what did I just say? Uh, Eighteen, and now I have twenty-one. Twenty-one. I said, "Are you happy now? Are you happy?" Because I'm not. The hubris.
2: <laughs> the hubris.
1: <laughs> oh. So oh my gosh! I always it was a I, I don't know how I did it. I would just touch the back of a card, and I would feel it through. The car. Now I'm out of practice with those, mm-hmm. but I would feel it through the deck. That's so cool. That's really cool. I, I, I'd be the person to just come and
0: watch you all day. I'd be like, "How was this happening? I just need to. Ch- I just need to watch. The <laughs> I just stealer. need to watch. Wow. Like, wow.
1: Oh my and gosh. At, the,
2: at the point in time, you were Freddie Mercury, so you got really a double show with that. This one. Is
1: this true? <laughs> it was so much fun. That's oh sometimes so fun. in the roulette too, we we Ooh. had we had the, the the blackjack and then we had the roulette inside of that pit, and oftentimes. The, i would spin it i would and then i would once all the bets were already placed i would say it's going to be red 23 and then it would go clink 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 and then go why how, why didn't you tell me that before and i'd go i didn't know until about two seconds ago <laughs> it's like you gotta wait baby that's the game it, it doesn't work like that <laughs> Yeah, if I knew if I knew those things for myself, I would go play the lottery. But I, I I can do it. But it's usually it's usually just a few seconds before. That makes sense.
2: I feel like that might be. I mean, just from a a perspective alone of being a creature in general, a few seconds uh, beforehand is more than enough time to make a decision or reroute your decision. And I feel
1: absolutely well. And 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 you're right. It is it is sort of genetic and and. Being uh, being a creature, being human, we are we, we are animals. Uh, it, it is that developed sense of oh, there's a split second here. If I there's a there's a fox coming. If I go this way, no, I'll go that way. Yeah, uh, yeah that feel, sort of. Mm-hmm. I feel it's, like it's that's, just enough time to change. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
2: Oh man! Oh, this has been the most fantastic. Ap- oh my god! <laughs> oh. Richard Lale, this has been beyond <laughs> amazing. And well, really-
1: you know, I, I, I appreciate you. I do have to tell you, though, that I, I learned, I don't, I don't lay it all out on the table. Mm-hmm. Because years ago, when I lived in San Francisco, I have, I have friends who are, you know, they're, they're lovely musicians. And they were, they were looking for a Mick Jagger uh, tribute because they were in a, in a, in a Rolling Stones band. And they said, "Well, you do Freddie, but maybe you might be able to do Mick, which is not—they're—they're they're completely opposite. Because, well, Freddie is—it's—it's very—it's sort of opera, and it's, yes. It's, whereas Mick is very throaty. Mm-hmm. Please allow me to introduce myself. It's all here. Yeah. So it, it's a little bit more difficult coming from that musical theatre to. Mick Jagger it's it, because his, his is definitely rock that that field well, anyway. from
2: operatic to to rock is is full oh, man so so uh ingrained for Freddie Mercury and then when you go to Mick Jagger it's just straight rock and roll so straight I, rock yeah
1: so and Freddie could do rock but it was it was not a common occurrence it was it was even 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 if he was doing You know, uh, Fat Bottom Girls or, or, uh, We Will Rock You. It was still very much, it it, it, it was not, it was not growly and gravelly. No, No, no. No, not at all.
2: It was always pronounced and melodic. He always had it, carried it like that.
1: So we were coming back over the Bay Bridge, back to San Francisco. And I started talking about, um, the universe and quantum physics and and the 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 microverse and the macroverse and and extra dimensions and my friend my friend was one of the one of the i can't remember which instrument he played but he was one of the band members he he turned really really pale and he held on to that steering wheel really tight until his knuckles turned white and he said i i i i i'm a musician and music is real, and my guitar is real, and, and my house is real, and my life is real, and this is real, and, 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 I, and I can't think about those things because this is real. So I learned in that instance that not I, – I have to sort of give small glimpses and little doses as to the things that are going on inside of my brain. You
2: have to cater the reveal to make it a little bit more palatable for regular people.
1: Well, and, and and that is true too. Uh, it's also true because um, not everyone can handle the truth. Yeah. Um, when when I was in Greece, I I lived in London, Greece, Denmark, Sweden, San Francisco, Vegas, uh, uh, L.A. Anyway, truly, a world places. traveler. Yeah. Uh, so when I was in Greece, um, what were we, oh oh oh? So I had gone out. I had a I had a couple glasses of wine. I was feeling really warm and fuzzy. And there was a group of people that were gathered around me because, you know, why not? I'm out. Mm -hmm. So I turned to the woman. The woman's, this woman next to me said something and I said, Oh, thank you, Mary, or whatever name. I said, Thank you, Mary. She says, What'd you call me? I said, Mary, or whatever name that was. She said, Why did you call me that? And I went, Because it's your name? She says, It's my middle name. Why did you call me that? I went, I heard you say it, right? You called, you said, you introduced yourself as that, right? Right. No, that's my middle name. I never use it. I never, I would never have, have introduced myself as that. Why did you call me that? And I went, well, I heard it. I thought that was your name. I'm sorry. So she asks me, she says, what else do you know about me? And I was feeling a little tipsy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I said, oh, well, that's just, that's easy. I said, you work in a in a cafe, you recently went through a bad breakup, you are really, you have had it up to here with all of the tourists, and sometimes you want to put your head in the French fryer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the last one. And she burst out in tears. She said, "Why would you say that? Nobody knows that but me. I haven't told anybody. Why would you say that? How would you know that? How, why would you do this? Why would you tell me? How did you know?" And I went, "You asked me. That's I. What do you want me to? I saw it. What do you want from me?" And then her friends got all up in arms, and they they had threatened to beat me up, and they they, they, were, they were they were they were they were going to call me out in the street. And I went, "Listen. She asked me. I just told her what I saw." Yeah, seriously, you were just letting on the information you had. Don't ask questions you don't want answers to. <laughs> that's- well, and that's why I've learned now a little bit more tact. So if someone asks me what I know about them, I say, if they're if, if it's public, I say, can we go somewhere privately? Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is I will round about in a way that I go listen, I understand what you're going through. I, this is what I see. I know that you've got anxiety. I know that you've had thoughts of death, thoughts of suicide, and I want you to know your life is worth it. Your, you, your life is worth living. You have a lot to be thankful for. There are people who love you, and, you know, th- you really need to breathe. That's the main thing is breathe. True.
0: Wow. I have all the chills. <laughs>
1: yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, uh, I from-
0: I'm just like, ooh, I'm like, I'm cold. <laughs> wow. That's, I can't even begin to imagine, I, I, wow. I don't have
2: word, word, the English language does not provide uh, enough syllables or sounds for me to truly uh, enunciate what I'm feeling right now. So I, I believe the term is speechless. <laughs> um <laughs> thank you Chris thank you're you you're welcome <laughs> uh wow I just yeah I what my a mind gift. Is blown yeah that wow. honestly is a gift uh has it ever played out as a curse to you before obviously you said it has maybe gotten you into a few sticky situations
1: as a curse no um well yes yes and no I guess um part of the problem is well one of my one of my one of the people one of my role models is the sleeping prophet Edgar Cayce are you familiar? I am not I am not either so Edgar Cayce was an illiterate man I can't remember where he grew up but he was I think Midwestern too um illiterate he couldn't read but he was incredibly gifted incredibly talented and he could lie down on a book and then quote the book verbatim with punctuation and page numbers. Well, he would go to sleep and then he would just, he would tell you, this is what the book says. Um, He also would, he had the ability to see what was affecting people, what was affecting their lives. And he was, he had, he was very good at what he did. And he had the, the thought that he was going to open up a hospital of sorts, a place of healing to help people, people who were struggling, people who had pains, people who had illnesses, people who had, who wanted to learn people, all of these, these things that affected the human soul. But he was warned. Edgar Casey was warned by his spirit guides. You can only do a certain amount every week, every year, every, every, every you, you, you can only do this amount of people. Because if you do more, it'll take away your energy and you will die. The problem was that all of these people began to throng Edgar Cayce. And they would say to him, Please, can't you do one more? Please, I'm in pain. Please, can't you help me? Please, won't you do something? And he would go, Okay, one more time. Okay, one more time. Okay, one more time. Okay, one more time. And he died. Really young. He was in his 30s, his mid 30s, if memory serves. And he never got his hospital because he was giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. And it takes away a lot of your energy. It takes away a lot of your life force. And for me, I have a lot of people in my life. There are people that I love dearly, people that I consider friends, and I don't mind doing it. There are people who say, can you please? I, I'm I'm going through this situation. Can you please? And I say yes. Of course I can. Of course I will. Of course I love to. And I do it. And it takes a lot of energy. And then on top of that, then I have the people who are. Uh, yesterday I got an email from this person on my on 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 my gentleman psychic Facebook page, mm-hmm. and he said to me, "I want a reading." No BS, no cold readings, knock, knock, knock. Hello, are you there? Hello, I want my reading. So rude. Right? Does so, anyone, does, has
2: anyone ever reacted positively <laughs> to something kind of antagonistic like that? Ever?
1: Well, I, I, I had my assistant write him, and she said uh, that Richard Lale would love to give you a reading. His price is $200 per, for the hour. Um, okay. I, I, I didn't quote him anything less because I went, I don't want to deal with him for less than an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If that's the case. So he says, no, he's a fake and he's a fraud and it's supposed to be free. I'm a, I'm a medium too. And I, I was testing him. There's a brotherhood. Excuse and me. <laughs> right. So, if you, you know, people go to a doctor. Oh, it's supposed to be free. Oh, people go to a hairdresser. It's supposed to be free. People go to the supermarket. Oh, it's supposed to be free. No, these are these are skills and it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of my energy. And I would where I wish I could. I wish I lived in a world where I could just give my gift freely. I wish I could more than anything in the world. The problem is that there are so many, and they would all take, 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 and it would it would wear me out, and I would die. Yeah. Your time and your energy is worth something.
2: It, I mean, it's your, more I, personal than anything else, right? Yeah. I, I talk
0: about this in therapy a lot. It's like you have to make time for yourself. You have to preserve your energy. You can't just give every piece away of yourself. You just can't. There's no one in the world who could do that. But especially with someone with so much energy and so much foresight into other things you really you really can't so someone who claims to be a medium also coming at you like that that's just so disrespectful in general yeah it was
1: it was very rude no most people are very polite and if you look on my review page um facebook on on my yelp on on, if you look at my Mm -hmm. reviews i i have not seen one that is negative we were looking I at that believe, today i'm, I'm not about gonna to lie say,
2: i believe you're correct actually
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I told chris this
0: morning i was like wow like richard lyle stuff is like he he well, is who he is like you don't see any this is great like it's validation it's it's super I, I, great to see all
1: the positive i am i, I am honored that these people have gone over to these pages most of the time i don't even tell them to they just go yeah. over there um i i'm 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 really really honored but it is a testament to the fact that i will i i will be absolutely honest with you yeah. I, I i there are things sometimes that people hear that they don't want to hear yeah and i tell them this is the way that i see it now the future isn't written yet you can you can write your own uh, even the act of knowing changes things yeah it's like I tell people, um, so where space and time don't really exist, it's kind of a Doctor Who thing. Yeah. It's wibbly wobbly, rhymey, rhymey space timey. Rhymy and <laughs> oh. That thing. Um, so where the past, the present, the future do exist, they don't actually exist in the same dimension. Mm-hmm. So you the the universe will split off. And and whenever you are you have these these decisions, the universe wants to know. Which is the best way? So the act of knowing—it's sort of like the um, the double slit experiment. Are you familiar?
2: Yes, with the beam of light when it becomes particles or when it becomes waves, depending on exactly. The it's
1: all a matter of it being observed. The, the act of observing it changes it from a particle to a, from a wave to a particle.
2: Yes, super. just the
1: very act of, of of watching it happen.
2: In quantum physics, supersymmetry—if anyone is interested—affecting one of the quarks. And that effect would be observable on that quark as well, if you're looking at it. So, yeah, I'm glad that the world of science is able to delve into these things where we still truly absolutely know nothing, but our brains are so able to sense it all the time.
1: Well, and, and that is, again, on quantum physics, the part looks like the whole. In a hologram, If you, no matter how small you make a, a hologram, no matter how many times you cut it, it will always look like the whole. And if you look down at the atoms, it is a direct correlation to the way the symmetry of the solar system, the symmetry of the galaxy, the symmetry of the, the universe, the symmetry of the multiverse is. It all is... It's the same from the little... From the little, the the little Bohr model
2: with the, the electrons, negative and positive around it, all the way to how stars having actual planets rotating around, they all mirror each other in a grander scale.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The part looks like the whole. Mm-hmm. So, science, science is picking up where where imagination has has left off. In fact, it's science fiction that has inspired the future. We look at Star Wars, we look at Star Trek, we look at these things that are so far off and great scientific minds go, wait a minute, maybe we can make this happen. Maybe there's a way that this can be true. And so that's the way that science is now catching up with the shamans and the holy people, the yes. the, the, the uh, of, of of the ancient times. Civilization. They're looking at these things and going, Oh yeah.
2: Oh man. Um this has been oh Wow. Yeah. I mean, I just love having the conversation in general just because I I don't get to, you know, talk about this very often. A lot of people are very afraid of, well, what if this is a simulation? What if we are the microverse and a macroverse, a battery to someone else's, you know, we're still living and perceiving our reality as our own. So it doesn't affect us.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing is that do I think that we are possibly in a battery or in a sim- simulation? I think it's absolutely possible. But does it matter? Absolutely not. No. Sure. No, it doesn't.
2: Oh, man. Um,. I guess since we're going to be wrapping it up, do you have anything um, coming up that you want to shout out? Any social media links or anything like that? Sure,
1: absolutely. So uh, you can find me on the on YouTube, The Gentleman Psychic, uh, on Facebook, The Gentleman Psychic at Gmail, The Gentleman Psychic at gmail.com. You can you can contact me at Twitter, any, any anywhere the the Gentleman Psychic or under my name. Richard Lael Lillard Richard Lael is one name L-A-E-L-L-I-L-L-A-R-D Richard Lael Lillard and I have something coming up with Haunted Diary my friend Nick at Haunted Diary on Instagram he and I have been doing. Uh, we, we've been uh, uh, sort of a collaboration, and we'll, we'll be talking about Zozo. We'll be talking about <laughs> yeah. knowledge really. We'll be talking about. So uh, we've been we've, we've been doing these classes. Check it out. We've got we've we've got limited seating for the 26th. So you go over to Nick at Haunted Diary and and find out there because you're going to love it. Uh, we've we've got other events coming up too, so I think this is going to air when 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 the show does. Yeah, we've got yes, other absolutely. things that are we've got other things that are coming up too. So make certain that you check us out. We'll keep, keep we you have posted, to follow,
2: updated. have to follow Haunted Diary. We have to keep following the gentleman psychic most definitely, and we just have to keep following everything that you get your hands into. Awesome.
1: Well, you know, I am so grateful. The universe is so good to me, and. She's not always kind, but she's always good. True, well,
2: very true. true, very
1: true. Oh well,
0: thank you so much again for coming on our show and being a guest. It was just a pleasure talking with you. This made my You week. truly are a gentleman, and we appreciate you. um For anyone, again, find the gentleman psychic for all social medias. If you have any questions, mm-hmm. and you if you want to reach out, if, yeah, if you want to reach out, if you want to reach out to us. Uh, ghostedwcp on instagram you
2: gwcp w- underscore podcast for, for Twitters.
0: twitter <laughs> mm-hmm. um and if you would also like to be a guest on our show you can reach us at ghosted and page at gmail.com all links will be in the show description wherever you listen to this podcast
2: yeah so give us a subscribe and uh you know follow us on because we'll always be having the best ghost adventures <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my and with that we thank you and we'll t- talk to everyone soon
2: Yeah. <laughs>